This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast. I'm Kristen Ergel, your host, a former TV sports reporter and fellow college football coach's wife. I'll go one-on-one with the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. This podcast is brought to you by Brewer of Hope. Brewer of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Brewer-Hope or online at BrewerofHope.org. It is my honor to bring Jill Freeze on the podcast. Jill is the wife of Hugh Freeze, head football coach for the Liberty Flames. Thank you so much for being a part of us. Oh, thanks so much for having me. We start with the X's and O's. Coach Freeze is entering his third season at Liberty. Liberty is the second team in NCAA history to win a bowl game during its first two full seasons at the FBS level. The Flames finished the year ranked number 17 in the country and tied a program record with a 10-1 overall record winning the Cure Bowl. Now, Coach Freeze has had tremendous success at every school, no matter the level. High school, Lambeth, Arkansas State, Ole Miss, Liberty. When you hear all that, what stands out to you as to why Coach Freeze is getting guys to perform at such a high level? Well, I truly believe that God has just gifted Hugh with the ability to motivate people. Um, I think he's just able to show these young men that he cares about them and he cares about their dreams and their futures, not just what they can bring on the field. Um, And I think one of the things he's really good at is he listens to what they want to be in the long term, and he comes up with a game plan for each one of them, unique to them, their own plan to show them how he can help them get to where they want to go if they're willing to put in the work. And so I think he's really firm, but he's fair. And I think that they know that he really does love them. Wow. I love that. Now, where did you grow up and did you ever see yourself as a coach's wife? I grew up in Louisville, Mississippi, a small town in the middle of the state. I did not think I would be a coach's wife but I did feel like I would be in something in sports because I've always loved sports. I've played every sport that they had for me. Wasn't great at any of it, but I just loved it. Um, I was a hustler. And so I, I felt like I would have to have sports in my life in some way. Had no idea it would be this though. Okay. How did you guys meet? How did you meet? you freeze. <laughs> we met in math class in college at Southern Mississippi University in Hattiesburg. Um, we were in differential equations two and in engineering math. We were both math majors. Oh, wow. That's that comes know, in crazy, handy right? when you're tutoring your kids now, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. So you have three children, right? Yes, we have three daughters. We've got Reagan, who is just had her birthday and turned 23. She is actually Hugh's personal assistant now and also helps with football operations. Um, she has loved football from little bitty. She's been on the sideline with him every step of the way and eats, breathes, lives, and dies uh, football. So uh, then we have Jordan. She's about to be 22 this next month. And she is actually getting married in January. So that's the first for us. It's exciting. Yeah. And then we have Madison, who's 18. And she is a sophomore here at Liberty University. Wow. 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 That is awesome. (laughs) Now, do you work right now or inside or outside the home? What do you enjoy doing? I don't right now. I was a math teacher, obviously, for um, on and off for a lot of years. But um, I don't work outside the home now. I do enjoy golf. I have a golfing buddy and she and I play about nine holes every day. Oh my goodness. How fun. Yep. 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay, so let's talk game day. What's a home game okay. look like for you? What time do you get to the stadium? I usually don't stay at the hotel with Hugh on home games. Um, I usually stay at home with the girls or if we have family in. So usually my morning starts off when I first wake up. I text him a prayer for that day. And then it just depends on if it's an early game, a late game, of what kind of what's going on, or if I have family in town. Uh, just kind of trying to serve everybody, get everything ready for the game. And I try to get there about an hour and a half early. I like to see Hugh, give him a kiss beforehand, and um, just blame everybody's good, and, and then just take care of everything, everybody that's there. Do you travel to the away games? Yes, go to everything. I, I go as much as I can and try to be it whatever I can. <laughs> I don't want to miss anything. No, not at all. Now, do you have any fun traditions after a win? We really don't. We're not very fun people. Um, <laughs> I know, like, I just make sure I have him something to eat at home because he doesn't really eat game day. And especially if it's a late game, um, when he gets home, he's hungry. And so, I, you know, we, I feed him and depending on what time it is, we probably watch some football and that's it. Like we are boring people. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this part is the, the part where we just learned about, you know, what grounds us. And, um, you know, I ask that mm. same question each week to every wife, you know, not every day you're on top of the world. There's highs and lows in this business. And mm. most everyone has faced adversity in this profession. What do you rely on to get through tough moments? Uh, Jesus. I, I think Jesus is the answer to every problem. I, I really believe that. I use God's word. Um, he gives us strategies um, in his word to use for difficult times. And those are the things I rely on. Um, one of the biggest strategies is to realize that that God means for you to be right where you are when you're there. Mm. And, and that doesn't mean that it's going to feel good or um, it is good. But what I trust is that he will use it for my good and for his glory. And so I have to trust him that he has me right where he wants me and he's going to be using it for a very specific plan or he would not allow me to go through it. I think you have to give God time to work. Too often we want out of it quickly and he's trying to do something. And then um, I also think it's important to acknowledge your enemy, but um I think sometimes we focus too much on the problem and instead of, I think it's more important to keep my eyes on, on the Lord and keep my focus there. Mm, powerful words. Yeah. How's walking through times like that changed you? And when you're walking in that deeper level of faith? I really think that God has used those times to free me up. Like I didn't even realize there were some things I needed to be free from. Like I, I had no idea until he freed me. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is so much better. And it wasn't like things were bad. I, I had a great life. Um, but now after we've been through all we've been through and I've seen how God has worked in me, me specifically, not just our family, not just you, um, just in me, like the things that he has changed in me, um, I am living so much more abundantly than I ever have before. And as much as I hated to go through what I went through, I'm thankful for it now because um, I wouldn't be where I am in my walk um, without it. Mm, I love that. Now, I asked you earlier, I love this, 30 years as a coach's wife. <laughs> we're, That's yeah, amazing. We're 30. 
<laughs> Amazing. It's so fun. It is. Yeah. So what's one thing that you are glad you've made a priority over your life? Um, again, I feel like I'm sounding real churchy, but it's Jesus, like I, my relationship with Jesus. But I think because of that is being intentional. Mm -hmm. I think we have to be intentional in our marriage and, uh, and intentional in our parenting. Um, our lifestyle is very different from a lot of the world's, you know, or most people or majority, however you want to word that. And so just being intentional um, for, for what works for us. Mm, that's good stuff. Now, this is the toughest question on the podcast. Nobody likes to answer it, but we need some things now. All right. So, so maybe some practical things. You've been a backbone, okay. a very successful coach. What do you think you've done that has contributed to the success of his career in your lives as a family? Okay. I know why we don't like that question. I'm, <laughs> not you're going to... backbone. <laughs> I'm not the backbone, but I am a part. I do get to be a part. Um, I, I, it's not a backbone part, but um, I'm thankful for my part. And um, I do, I pray a lot. Every year before the season starts, I do a prayer walk around the whole campus, mm. field, everything. Uh, and here in Virginia, it's mountains. It's a six and a half mile walk uphill. Wow. I like the whole mountain. So <laughs> it's long, but praying God's promises over and just the shielding it and protection and just that we would honor and glorify him, that we would not be proud, that we would, you know, stay humble, like just all of the promises of God. Um, praying that I do that every year before the season ever starts. I think um, one of my big roles is I leave a Bible study for the wives on our staff, those who want to participate. And when you study God's word together, it forms a bond like no other. And so I feel like that's huge um, in each of our staff's families. And um, I think that's how I can help. I try to serve um, any way I can. And then um, we pray for our players, um, the wives who want to. We divide them up about eight players each week that we pray for specifically by name and give them a card every week of what we've prayed for. And um, I just think, too, like to try to help the wives see the big picture. Um, mm -hmm. We're not in this for titles or championships. Those are nice. We're not in it for bonuses. We're not in it for the paycheck. We're in it to change young men's lives through the platform of football. And if we're for us, because we're people of faith, we're not even just trying to change their futures. We're, we're hoping to change their eternities. Wow. And, and when you have that as your goal, um, the sacrifices that you make along the way are worth it. It wouldn't be worth it for a trophy to me. But it is worth it to me to see these young men and see them later in life with their own kids and to, to know uh, their eternities are secure in Jesus. And that's what my part is. Mm, I love that. Now, a part of our goal as wives, you mentioned it, to pray for our husbands, pray for our families, keep our husbands mm -hmm. encouraged. Um, this business is crazy competitive. <laughs> You know, there's years where yeah. you're on top of the world There's years you're an analyst somewhere, you know, we've all been there yeah. at every level and it's like that at every yeah. level of football. I mean, you'll, there'll be times where you're just, so has there been a job and don't say a specific job, but just something you, oh, yeah, right. you thought as a family that your husband would get, right. didn't, didn't work out the way you thought. What did you say to him to get encouraged? I've told him, cause this has happened you know, multiple times and it will happen. I mean, it just, 
this is the nature of the business, like you said. But for me, it's it's not necessarily a no, it's a not yet. And God's in control of our lives, and He puts us where He wants us, when He wants us there. And He knows that, like we both know that, but that's, I just feel like to remind Him, it still hurts and it's still disappointing, but when you're trusting God, He's the one that gets a, gets us a job and he's the one that removes us from a job. We honestly, honestly believe that. And so I, that took a lot of fear away from me. Um, in the early years, I'd be so fearful if we weren't winning enough or, you know, I, I was just like, oh, we're going to lose our jobs. We're going to lose our jobs. And just when I finally just like, you know what, God is the one who put us here and God is the one who will take us away from here. And it has, it just released a lot of that fear and anxiety for me. And when it's a no, then I just realize that's God's protection. Like it's just, you know, it, it was not the time for us or it is not the place for us. And so he's protecting us with a no. That's amazing. That's amazing. It, you can just walk in so much peace. Like you don't, it still doesn't change so the fact you don't know what's going to happen at the end of a season, but you can just approach the day with joy. Absolutely. I mean, again, doesn't take away the hurt or the disappointment. It's still there. Um, you still feel those things, but it's um, it's kind of buffered, like you said, with a peace and a joy that comes from no other. I mean, you just can't explain it. It's confidence in God is who he says he is, and he does love me the way he says he loves me, and he is going to take care of us. Mm. Very, very good. Now, I love looking at um, all the different places you've been. You've been, and I don't know if I've ever interviewed a wife with so much experience, high school level, NAIA, which mm-hmm. you're going to tell a personal story here. I don't think we got to visit beforehand about this specifically. Uh, y'all recruited my brother to play at Lambeth at quarterback. His name's Nathan Jolly way back. Uh, wow. That was Lambeth. Oh, Wow. And then oh, you've been a he- a FBS head coach's wife in many places. Yeah. So what would you say are some of the differences in the levels of football? And what ways have you been able to adapt to each of those things? I mean, obviously stress each each time you kind of move up, it's the stress level um, because you're just, it's more um, of a spotlight on you. You're, you're more in a fishbowl, like more people know who you are. There are more people watching you. I think there's a lot more responsibilities because the programs get bigger. And so now you have more families um, that, you know, you're bringing in and that you're kind of feeling uh, accountable to and for. And um, I think also, obviously, you know, the outside voices seem to multiply, um, whether it's, you know, saying you're the greatest coach ever or whether it's saying you're the worst coach ever. I mean, it's just more voices. Um, kind of speaking into trying to speak into your life and so I think the way you handle it though is just to again just kind of keep your focus on your audience one and and um, as much as it hurts you can't listen to the criticism because for me the way I kind of get past that is they don't really know us Mm -hmm. because if they really know us if they really knew us and not what they've read or heard somebody else say, if they knew us, they really wouldn't be saying that. And so for me, I can let it go because I'm like, they don't know us. They're just, you know, they think they know, but they don't. Um, and so my audience of one, they're not it. Um, not even the good stuff. Like you don't listen too much to the good stuff. Or you don't listen to the bad stuff. 
I don't read any news articles. I stay away from all of that. Um, I've got a friend who every now and will send me one. She's like, go ahead and read this one. It's a good one. You can read it, you know, and I'll read that. Um, but for the most part, I try not to read comments or any of that just so that I don't have to deal with bitterness. <laughs> um, so, or even the other way, you don't want to get too um, proud either. So mm -hmm. I, I just try to stay focused on what our goal is and pleasing God, loving God and just serving others. And that's do that to the best of my ability. And then God takes care of the rest. You have been mm -hmm. a coach's wife for 30 years, but a head coach's wife, if I'm right, for 20 years. Did I do the math right on that? I have no idea, <laughs> actually. Well, we're going to call it no 20 idea. years, but uh, okay. <laughs> I think I've done it right. But what are some of the things you enjoy doing for your staff? Oh, my favorite thing is Bible study with the wives. Um, like I said, I mean, like we uh, meet in the season. We Sometimes spring, it's just real hard for to actually meet in the spring. But during the season, like this Sunday is our first Sunday. I can't wait. Um, and just studying God's word together, praying for each other. And just that's my favorite thing. And then I love, um, it's not for necessarily for the staff, but um, we do our prayer cards each week um, and I, for the players. And I think that does a lot for the staff, for us wives, writing, oh, for when sure. you're praying for these players and writing them. And so we may be doing it for them, but we get a lot out of it. Um, and just, um, I think too, just trying to have fun times with the coaches wise, just, you know, just doing different things, whether it's just going to dinner or going and painting a project or, you know, whatever, um, just trying to build community together, um, is, and then any way I can serve, I love to unpack boxes. So if you move into town, I'm your girl to help you unpack <laughs> and get set up. Um, I, I have a lot of practice and I enjoy it and, uh, so many of them don't take me up on it. I don't think they know I'm serious and I show up with my garbage bags and my, you know, paper plates and my, the toilet paper and paper towels, like the things that you need that you don't have right there. Yes, and, that you uh, cannot Let me find. help you unpack your boxes. <laughs> that is too fun. Now, do you have a coach's wife mentor in this business? I'm going to say that I don't really have a mentor, but I, I definitely have had influencers. Um, Jerry Spurrier is one of those who helps you just appreciate it while you have it. And when you're in it, be all in. Um, I think Tracy Allen, um, she was with us and now she's a head coach's wife, but she taught me so much about being intentional, especially being intentional in my parenting and intentional in our marriage. Um, I think Leslie Walmack, she's such an encourager and she's so funny. She uses humor a lot of times and just kind of helps you like look for the humor in the, in the crazy and Christy Malzahn. Um, I think we're kind of kindred spirits and we, um, I think we're a safe place for each other where we can, we pray for each other. We can be really honest with how we're feeling, um, and let it all out and know there's no judgment on the other side. And, um, and just encourage each other and just kind of be that safe place. Um, I remember sitting at a table newly in this, like probably my first year um, at an event. And Terry Saban was, I was at the table with her and it was a whole bunch of wives. And I remember how she included every single person in the conversation mm -hmm. without making you feel like 
she was trying to include you. It just, she just did it so naturally and so beautifully. And that was a huge lesson to me about, you know, instead of focusing on me and how nervous I am, everybody at the table feels that way. And so just try to include everyone and make everyone feel comfortable. Um, so I've had a lot of influencers. I'm, there's, I'm sure there's so many more. I'm sure there are so many more. Now you've, you've moved, you've raised three girls and, um, you know, when you move to a new town, this is not typically moving season right now, but we can tuck it in our pocket and go, this is what we're going to do if we have to move again. Right. But as the wives are listening now, getting a new job, finding childcare you trust, mm-hmm. what ways have you found uh, that were effective? So a realtor, your realtor is a huge source of information. They can tell you schools. They can tell you, um, I'm, I, they, they are a wealth of information. Uh, usually try to find somebody that's at the school that's already in, you know, that's been working in there to just kind of help me make a list. Um, I try to get plugged in pretty quickly to some type of Bible study women's group. They're always great with like, if you need a garage door fixer or, (laughs) you know, plumber, I mean, like all of the, you know, carpet clean, like all of the things like that. I um, try to, when we first move to a new place, start getting a list of um, babysitters, of dentists, pediatricians, um, OBGYN, like uh, schools, like all of the different things. When we're all moving in new, it's harder. But, you know, now that we've been here for about two years, when a new wife comes in, um, we give them a list of things like that to kind of help them, you know, choose. Um, And then, you know, get in the group text with the wives, you know, like just, you know, two days ago, one of them texts, hey, uh, anybody got a good carpet cleaner? And like, Somebody's like, oh, I used, let me give you the number of somebody I used. And um, just asking a lot of people. Yes. yes. <laughs> Babysitters is a big one though. It that's is. A big one. That is a big one. That's hard. But. That's one, that's one of the first ones I try to try to get a list of one of the first things is babysitters. Cause you just need them so quickly, like mm-hmm. trying to move, trying to unpack, like you just helps to have somebody, some extra hands like that can kind of occupy the kids for a little bit, but you they're new and you don't, you want to trust them because it's, these are your children. So now you've raised three daughters in the spotlight. What's a handful of things you would encourage a new mom or coach's wife to focus on? Maybe they're looking at that one and two or three year old, or they dropped them off today at mother's Mm -hmm. day out. What, what would you, what would you point them to? How do you do this? Uh, A lot of prayer (laughs) again, (laughs) I pray a lot all the time, every about everything. Um, But also I, again, I, you know, I had a wife that really helped me being intentional with parenting Um, I think in our profession, you have to make the most of your minutes. Um, I think Hugh did such a good job with that. He may not have worked nine to five, but he was so intentional with the time that he had with our kids that they knew, you know, he, he was very involved in their lives. It wasn't like we're over here doing our thing and he's over there doing his thing, even though we were, you know, he just was very intentional with our minutes. Um, I learned we couldn't eat together. Like if I tried to go to the office and eat because like the kid there, you know, they were young and spilling food and like the whole time it was too stressful. <laughs> and so what, what worked for us is I fed the kids beforehand and we took daddy dinner. And while mm-hmm. he ate, we, you know, they could run around, jump on his lap and spend time with him. We tried to go to practice as much as we can. Um, we just try to be very intentional with our minutes. Um, and sometimes you're, 
you spent more time getting ready for the 15 minutes you were there, right. uh, but it's worth it in the long run. It's worth it. And then I think another thing is instead of your kids are and others are going to try to start looking at the negative Well, your dad missed your birthday and your dad wasn't here. And mm. like all of the negatives, we, we really try to focus on the positives of this profession. Like you get to go on the sideline and you get to do this because of his job, like the, the perks of the job mm. um, and really just kind of focus on um, again. And I, I learned early, like, you know, when my girls were little, they thought all of the players loved them as much as they loved the players. And a lot of these guys had never even been around little girls and they're like hugging on them and all over them and just whatever. And it, I was like so awkward in the beginning going, Oh no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. And really our kids, my kids were what broke down the walls. Like if once I just backed off and just let them, they're the ones that kind of were the icebreakers, you know, mm -hmm. with our players. And then they could kind of see like how we act as a family and just, you know, they'd start joking around and, and it kind of started with our kids. And so just letting them kind of be a little bit annoying. <laughs> I was trying mm -hmm. not to let them annoy the players and sometimes let them be a little bit annoying because they're the ones that are breaking down the walls. Wow. I love it. I, I'm guessing you, that's one of the ways that you show his players that they mean so much to you. you allow them to be a part of your family. You got, you all have them over to eat, I guess, and things like that. Yes. We're a head coach. So we don't, you know, um, they got to come over like at the beginning of the year, the position coaches uh, get to do occasional meals. So I think it's once a month and they have them over to their house to eat and interact with your families and, and feed them and, um, you know, some of us are not good cooks and so we'll cater and some mm -hmm. of them are great cooks. And so, uh, they get a good home cooked meal, but it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the fact that, you know, they're in your home interacting with you and your family, watching your family, you know, like they watch Hugh and I interact together and our, how we act with our kids and, and just kind of see, um, how we do life. All right. We've talked about, um, you know, some of the things you've done with the wives and incredible prayer ministry and the cards for the players, you know, you guys have them over to your house to eat and all kinds of different things. What's another way that um, you've been able to get the players to be able to give back to the area? We have had the amazing opportunity of partnering with um, Chris Tomlin's nonprofit uh, called Four Others. And um, it has three major legs, um, but the one that we work with um, the most is Care Portal. And um, Chris Tomlin just, he had a burden from God that um, we have a crisis situation in the United States with at-risk children and our foster care system and just had a burden of what can he do to help be part of the solution. And so he has partnered with some people. Care Portal is who we, we are. Um, most of our work comes through. But what we've done is each position is a huddle. And one of our uh, position wives leads that huddle. Um, if that position doesn't have a wife, um, then we just fill in with, we've got our strength coach wife, our um, video wife. We've got somebody who will plug in and each huddle has been assigned a city that um, has partnered uh, with four others. And so we have like Kansas City, we have Cincinnati, Atlanta. We obviously have Lynchburg because that's where we are. 
And um, so some type of social worker, or it could be like a, um, a police officer or something, but usually it's a social worker has assessed a need and has put it into the system um, to either help keep a child out of foster care, to help reunify a, bio a biological family to get them back into their family and out of foster care. And if none of that can happen, then ultimately adoption. And, um, and these needs are just put in uh, real time. And so our wives go in for, for their city and kind of go through and choose some of the needs and present them to their position uh, once a week. It takes no more than 15 minutes. Um, they kind of share the needs and the players talk about it. And then they decide um, how they want to spend their money for that week. They have a certain amount of money um, each week during the season for you know our games. And they have to budget the money and figure out which needs they're going to meet and um, how they're going to spend their money that week. And it's just so neat to like uh, for our our initial thing was we wanted to help at-risk kids. That was our initial reason for joining. Um, then, uh, you know, kind of a byproduct, we knew that that would be a platform for us to be able to teach our players how to give back to others. We had no idea um, the impact it was going to have on our wives. Mm. Um, just to be able to be a part of uh, uh, more of a part of what their husbands are doing to make uh, different connections with their position players, um, you know, just trying to capture their hearts to hear, you know, their stories. It opens them up to talk about their stories. It's so neat to see kind of the needs that they gravitate for, you know, gravitate to and, and want to choose. Um, even one of our position coach um, has a special needs child and, and there was a need for um, car repair so that because they had a special needs child that they need to get to doctor's appointments. Mm -hmm. And he was able to share with his group, you know, how important that was because of their child and how much, you know, his wife has to take their daughter to all of the, you know, that's, it, it's, you know, essential to have a good car. And so of course they met that need, but it was so neat after that to see how their players that in that group gravitated after that, like we're so aware of if there was a special needs per, uh, child in that group and we wow. just had such a heart for that. And so it, it grew our players closer with our wives in a different way. It helped our wives to just be more of a part and see what their husbands are doing, not just on the field, but um, in the lives of their players. And then we get to help kids and who doesn't mm -hmm. want to help kids? Like mm -hmm. we help keep kids out of the foster care system or get out of the foster care system. And it's just uh, been amazing. I think year one, we were able to help over a thousand children in oh year one. Goodness. We're in year three. And so it is, um, it's just been um, a game changer for us, for our wives, for our players, for our staff. It's just been amazing what this organization is has been able to do. And now we've actually gotten some other schools have now partnered Um like uh, University of Central Florida and uh, Missouri, and I think uh, Indiana University has come on this year. And uh, the four others, it doesn't have to be a football program. You know, it can be anything. That it's So for us, it's Liberty University for others. It could be Craft uh, for others, FedEx for others, you know, whatever hospital for others, whatever company for others. It, it works with anybody. And there's three different legs you can work with. Um, I don't know all about all the other. I know our leg deals with at-risk children and the foster care system. And um, 
there's we meet the need we put in we just put it in we provide the the financial part on the other side um, is a church that's been trained and they actually go out and buy or do whatever and and they go and they meet the actual need but they also build relationships with that person or people on the other side and so it's not just meeting a need it's building relationships and just help foster a different sense of community wow absolutely incredible i am blown away it is unreal i mean to watch what God has been able to do in just three years. And it's so easy. Like it is just really easy. I mean, it's 15 minutes. I know coaches don't like to give up any of their time, but 15 minutes, you know, to help children, it's worth it. And then COVID year was different because they couldn't meet in the, in the player rooms with them. And so, you know, we've got creative wives. They said some did it by zoom, some do it by group text and, you know, just to, have that connection with the players and and listen to their heart and their stories and what motivates them and what touches them was, um, I mean, it's amazing. It's just amazing. That's amazing. And I looked online, you can go to fourothers.com for more information. Um, Is that probably the best way if someone's listening that wants to be a part of this organization? Um, That is a, yes, because that can give you any information about all three legs. You know, I only know about Care Portal, you know, side of it. And so absolutely, I think that would be the best way uh, to get the best information. What are some of the things that you try to do to stay connected during the season? Okay, well, I'm going to say, I think um, you've got to be realistic Mm -hmm. that we are not going to be as connected during the season as when we're not. Um, So I feel like uh, not putting an unrealistic expectation on that. True. And it's okay to be on the back burner some, it, it, you know, it doesn't mean your marriage is falling apart and, and, you know, it just sometimes, and it doesn't mean you're not a priority. Um, it's okay to be on the back burner. I think that's um, how I can show Hugh I'm partnered with him and I'm in this with him is that, you know, during this time, my expectations from him um, are less with the understanding that when I do need him, I'm honest about it. Like I'm, mm. I, I'm honest, like, Hey, I, I need some time. I know you're tired. I know you've got a lot of people pulling on you, but I, I'm going to need this, you know, for tonight, I need a few minutes. And, and you, you, I mean, when he can trust that when I'm asking for it, it's something I really need. And it's a very easy thing to do. You know, I feel like and again, you got to figure out what works for you um, and your marriage. Like I'm, I'm not a real needy person. Uh, so if, if I'm telling you I need him, he, he knows like I, I do. One of the things that we've done kind of, whether it's in season or not, there's, I think there's three questions that we can ask each other that really kind of help. Um, we'll ask each other how you're doing physically, how you're doing emotionally and how you're doing spiritually. Hmm. So that's kind of telling, like if I've said, man, I'm tired, I haven't slept, my mm-hmm. head hurts. Well, then if I'm being a little bit snippy later, which mm-hmm. could happen, I know that's shocker to some people, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, but he can understand, hey, she's, she's tired and she's got a headache and, and there's grace for that, you know, mm-hmm. or if I'm emotionally have been through some things and I'm, I'm like, but he can hear spiritually what God's speaking into me even though I'm going through something really difficult and, and it's a battle, then he still has some, you know, it's, it's, he's not as concerned if he can hear what 
God's doing spiritually. And the same for, thing for me. Like if I hear his disappointment and all of these things, but then on the other hand, I'm hearing like, this is what God showed me in his word today. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not concerned. Like you're not getting depressed. You're not, mm-hmm. you're, you're in the word. And so I feel like those three questions have helped us stay connected um, just to, and also to be able to give grace and then also to kind of understand when something else is happening over here on the side, like kind of a root of it, you mm-hmm. know, when you've, when you've had the answer to those th- three questions. I love that. I'm fixing to implement that. <laughs> I love it. And I just said fixing to, I'm sure the people listening in South, they go, what are you, what are you talking about? Yep. Fixing to do what? <laughs> fixing to, about to do it. Yep. That's right. I'm about to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you get any downtime? Hypothetically, if there's no downtime, what do you enjoy doing? You said golf, but what else do you enjoy? We do. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I, Hugh and I actually enjoy playing golf together. Um, and I, some of our girls play. And, and so, but golf is usually, if, if I'm playing golf with Hugh, it's usually just the two of us. That's kind of our time together. We do really enjoy family time together. We try to do family dinner um, some and play games together. Um, as a family, we love the lake. So if we can get to a lake, that's a really fun time for us. Um, I, you know, we, again, it's kind of, sometimes it's just the minutes, like it's not like this big planned family dinner or this big planned game night. Uh, it'll just kind of organically happen. Sometimes everybody comes over and, and cause we're kind of living in different places. And then somewhere like, Hey, y'all want to play whatever. And, and it just um, kind of turns into a game night. Uh, but I think just enjoying each other as a family is that's my favorite thing. What would you say are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? Oh, I'm going to just tell you being a part of God's kingdom work. Um, I think he allows us to use the platform of football to work alongside of him. God doesn't need us. He doesn't need me to help him, but he allows us to be a part and we get to do it through such a fun way Mm -hmm. of football. And it's man, such an honor. And it's just so humbling um, that he allows us to be a part of some, something so um, huge. Mm. It's pretty special. Isn't it? Rapid fire questions. Are you ready, Jill? Oh gosh, I'm not very good at thinking real fast, but I'll try. (laughs) Okay. What's the last book you have read? The Red Sea Rules. It's about the 12th time I've been through it. (laughs) Did you like it? Great little book. I guess so. If it's you, you've been through it a bunch. Yeah, that's what we're about to do for our Bible study this year. Nice. Red Sea Rules. Yeah, it's 10 God-given strategies for difficult times. like it. Coach surprises you yeah, walks yeah. in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Oh, see, my family loves concerts and I don't. I go to be with them, but I don't love them. If he were going to bring concert tickets to me, I think it would be Rascal Flats. I think that's the one group I would really enjoy seeing in concert. Nice. If you could have dinner with mm-hmm. someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? That would be Jesus. I can't wait to be able to sit face to face with him and tell him thank you mm-hmm. for what he did for me on that cross and to tell him how sorry I am for my part in it. Wow. I love mm-hmm. that. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? Oh, Blacklist. Oh, fun, mm-hmm. fun. What is your go-to <laughs> meal to cook? 
man, I am not a great cook at all. Um, so my go-to would probably be grilled burgers because it's really hard to mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> what sport can you beat Coach Friesen? Oh, none. He's a great athlete. I can beat him in golf when we get to play by my rules. <laughs> so, you know, my rules, how many strokes I get and if I'm losing really bad, I'll make him where he only can play with his seven iron the rest of the game. <laughs> so, if Coach Freeze weren't a football coach, what would he be? Man, I think he would be an evangelist. Um, he's a great speaker, and he's so good at presenting the gospel. What's one thing, non-tech, you can't live without? Oh, my Bible. I'm, I know I'm sounding so churchy here. I promise I'm not like trying to be churchy, but I couldn't live without my Bible. Hey, I got to have it. I love it. <laughs> You're welcome to talk about that on this podcast. I'm telling you, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Everyone has something that needs throwing away around the house. What's the ugliest thing you own? A big brown leather recliner. And I'm just wondering, does every coach own one of these? I feel like they all, I think it's a rite of passage to become a football coach. You've got to have a big, ugly brown recliner. <laughs> it's super comfy. It's comfy, but they are ugly. If you had a superpower, what would that be? Oh, superpower. I would probably say the ability to reveal absolute truth to everyone. Mm. I like want to it. be able to do that. Not just it. know the truth, but be able, able to make everyone see the truth and know the truth. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you so much, Jill, for sharing with us. This has been incredible. Oh, thank you for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit that supports medically fragile children. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation, you can use Venmo at Briller-Hope or online at BrillerHub.org. For a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit CoachesWifeLife.org and follow us on social media at CoachesWifeLife.